Hey everyone, I'm Malini Agarwal and welcome back to The Good Creator Show. This is a show where we talk about all things influencers, influencer marketing and all about our journeys. And we get the best of the best from the marketing industry, from brands, creators and all of their perspectives. And right now I have with me on my sofa the legit rock star Avanti. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's always, I was just saying, it's so nice to start my day with someone who is easygoing, a sunshine personality and just, I know that you bring such a wealth of knowledge and experience. So I'm super excited to unpack that with you today. Thank you. That's so kind. Every time Mali and I hang out, we've bumped into each other at several events. It's always just, even if it's five minutes, yeah. I leave with such good energy. So same. <laughs> same. So let's do this today. So I wanted to just start by talking about how you even became a content creator. Uh, what was yeah. the journey like? And you're kind of unique because you're a musician and you also talk so much about mental health. And you've talked recently about a very heart-wrenching heartbreak, all of these things. So um, where did this all begin? It's very interesting. I've been doing music for a while, as you know, um, mm. and I've always been deeply passionate about the intersection between music and the arts and social impact. You yeah. know, in college, I studied psychology and global health, and, and I see music, art, media as a tool for change and as a tool for expression, right? Mm. So I always knew it, I wanted that intersection. Um, the music industry is very different than the content industry, right. even though people use content as a marketing tool today. So I was an independent, I've been an independent artist for the past few years and, um, you know, even all through college and the like. And I graduated in 2020, which was pandemic year. That must um, have been crazy. It was very crazy yeah. because, uh, you know, we didn't know what the world was like. I finished my last semester of college. I was, you know, College was at Harvard in Boston, and yeah. I was back in India at the time. So I was sleeping at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I didn't know what was happening. Now, my plan was to go into the creative industry full time, music, public speaking, etc. But, you know, <laughs> the world had other plans. And so I figured, you know, these are things that I, I still care about. And how do I, the, the core for me has always been with these mediums, community building. Right. Right. And um, I realized that the world has gone completely digital. So why not move to the digital space to build that community? Yeah. So that's when I started YouTube. That's when I started other short form content. And interestingly, I had a lot of people in the music industry advise me against doing that. Why? Why would they say that? Because for many of them at the time, you know, they, uh, you know, TikTok and things were only just starting to grow. So previously it was very much about as an artist, you have to create this enigmatic image, right? Yes. Um, and you can't be as accessible. Mm. And I'm someone who's deeply cared about mental health, sexual health, many different things in of that course. realm. Um, and they're like, as it is, you're very confusing. You're an artist, but you went to Harvard, but you've like lived in different countries. And they just didn't know what to make of me. Right. right. So like, just do one thing, do the music. Then if you, you know, make a name in that, then you can talk about whatever Other you things. want to. Sure. And um, I'm really happy I didn't listen to that advice, yeah. <laughs> only because I realized that especially today's people, consumers, audiences, particularly Gen Z, they care so much more about who you are and what you stand for so true, yeah. than what it is that you do, right? Somebody mm. might say, oh, Malini is, you know, a boss woman, yeah. but they care about who you are as much as all the things that you've built, right? Yeah. So sure, someone may like a song or they might like my voice or someone might like somebody else's dancing style. But if they're invested in you, the person, you, the personality, then you can do whatever you like with it, you know? Right. Um, so when I started talking about education and what I like to call social education, right? Basics of... It's not just about, you know, health, education, all those things, but talking about relationships, talking about things that often, it's almost like an older sister, right? Yes. Which you often um, don't get to in our cultural fabric. And it became really important to me, right, talk about periods very openly, to talk mm. about things, including things like masturbation and, and pleasure and things that we don't often talk about um, and make it accessible for that audience. So it was fascinating because people would come from those videos, stay for the music, 
or they would come from a song, stay for something else. And it yeah. became this ecosystem where it didn't really matter because to me, the core mission has always been about the voice in its multiple ways. I love that. And I think that's what's so interesting about successful creators today. You know, people always think about what is the secret sauce? What's the formula? Yeah. But the formula is really your authenticity, your uniqueness. And that's what I always tell people, like be your original self and Absolutely. people will come. But let's talk a little bit about um, how you even come up with your content ideas. Do you plan it out? You know, for a lot of people when they're thinking about this and they're saying, okay, but I do like, you know, I'm sure it resonates with so many that I like. I, I like so many different things. Absolutely. I like to talk about so many different things. How do I even put that together in my social media and how do I plan this content? So how do you go about that? Um, as a person, I am very planful and analytical. <laughs> so if I don't do She's that... She's the Excel sheet girl, yeah. <laughs> if I don't do that, I will go crazy. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to creativity, right, um, there's multiple ways. I think creativity is spontaneous for sure mm -hmm. and you have to be open to ideas. But the only way you have the openness to ideas is either by experience or time. Mm. Right? I'm sure for you today, coming up with an idea is very easy because you've been in this industry for years. Not always, but I Not know always, what you mean. But yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. right? You're yeah. able to get them, but you also have to carve out time. So every single day, for example, as much as I carve out time to practice, to work out, to do X, Y, Z, other things, I carve out time for creativity. Mm. And that might seem counterintuitive, but what it actually does is it allows me to carve out specific mind space to do something in that realm. And that can mean anything. That can mean editing, writing, shooting, researching, whatever it might be for the day. Yeah. But when you create that space, you're also creating a system for yourself to be open. That's right? so true. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I truly believe a lot of people think that, oh, you should jump on trends. You should do these things, which there is value and merit to mm. understanding what's going on in the industry and the ecosystem. But if you want to be a longer term player in this field, you have to be a trendsetter and trend creator. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, and that comes from many ways. One is, of course, um, seeing what works and putting your own spin to it. I think the other, though, is thinking critically about what do I have to offer to the world mm. and how can I do that in the best way possible? And today, the beauty of, that I love about the creator industry is you can do anything. Oh, literally. You know, there's people who have made, like I have a friend, for example, who is... Um, he makes music out of plants. What? How like do you literally, do that? you you connect synthesizers to plants, wow. and he makes music out of that, right? Amazing. Um, you have incredible voices in the sex educator space. You have yeah. incredible voices in the food space, in so many different things that typically would not have had that as a platform, right? Mm. So it's really you can talk about whatever it is that you want to, and it's about developing your own unique style. Um, I do plan out things, but so I I am a very visual person. Mm. So every time I have an idea, I need to write it down. Right. And I think that training comes from being an artist as well, right? Because I can be walking on the street in my shower and in, in taking a shower and, and suddenly I'll have a melody idea or I'll have a, you know, lyric phrase and I have to constantly write it down. And yeah. in the music industry, those are called song seeds. Oh, so similarly, nice. you can call them... Yeah. content seeds, whatever you'd like to. Yeah. Whatever that idea is, then you can flesh it out later. Oh, that's a really good tip. Write you know? it down. You know, yeah. you never know when you're going to use it. It exactly. might come together. I'm the same. My iPhone notes are like filled with all of these as well. Absolutely. But, but I really also wanted to understand from you, it, you're in such an interesting position because you, you've been a creator uh, in India, obviously, but also in the U.S. And I'd love to know, what has that experience been like? How is it different? Is it very different? Are the conversations different? Yeah. Is the audience very different? I would say, um, I think that... The audience is slightly different, um, and you've seen this across pop culture, for example, 
some, I would say that a high schooler in the U.S. is equivalent to somebody in college here right. in terms of their exposure to pop culture. Yeah. That's still changing now with the democratization of the internet. Yeah. Um, the audience is different in, just in terms of scale, right? Mm. You have scale in India, but um, you might have people who are just so much more used to consuming content in the U.S., right? Sure. Platforms are different. TikTok doesn't exist in India. I was going to um, say, yeah. You know. <laughs> It must be such a strange leap to make too, right? Yeah, it is a strange leap. It's unfortunate because for um, certain things, for example, for music, TikTok is the biggest music discovery platform in the world mm. still, right? Somebody got uh, Gail, who is the artist who yeah. wrote the song ABCDEFU, yeah. she got nominated at the Grammys based on her success on TikTok, on TikTok right? Yeah, yeah. And so as an artist, part of it's like, damn, I wish I could access that. And I can in months when I'm there. When but I was going to ask you, what are we missing? What what have we not seen that's on that's hot on TikTok right I now? I think we see everything just two weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> somebody uploads it <laughs> as a reel. Someone uploads it, so then you see it. But it's more just that organic discovery process. And it, it's, mm. it's less about, oh, we need TikTok, right? It's more about... Um, when you have these silos in parts of the world, you're just not consuming the same pop culture. True. Right? And therefore just creates differences. Um, mm. And so I think that while these basic things are different, the simila- similarity is that everyone is kind of creating their own space. Languages might be different, but honestly, globally, people are language agnostic now. That's true. It yeah. really doesn't matter. So long as I think accessibility is something very important to me. Mm. So we try to make sure we subtitle everything. Um, even within India, right? Even if some of my contents in Hindi, I can't assume everybody knows Hindi. Knows Hindi, yeah, of right? course. Yeah. Um, within this country itself. So you just try to make it accessible, make it fun, and whatever feels authentic and unique to you. Mm. Will work anywhere in the world. And it's so true. If you look like at Killy Paul, like he's just lip syncing Bollywood songs all day and he's just become like the biggest meta creator, which is amazing. But one of the things I really love about your content is also the stuff you do with your grandmother. She's your daddy, your nanny. She's my daddy. She's your daddy. So, how did you explain? what you're doing to her that this is Dali this is TikTok or these are reels and did she ask like who's watching this and what is it what is it all about it was very interesting so we started on YouTube and then of course moved to different platforms so the story starts back in 2020 right Um, I just come back to India and um, a couple weeks after the world went crazy her husband and my grandfather passed away oh I'm sorry thank you Um, it was very interesting so she and my grandfather were together for like 65 plus years right so it was of course tough for her but I think both of them were doctors and they had seen so much death they were like ah it's inevitable it's just a part of life sure but as a result I got to spend more one-on-one time with her in Mm. a way that I never have she lives very close to where I do so we made it a tradition and ritual that every week we'd watch either a Marathi film or a web series or something together so we started watching things and she would be the one who would recommend these shows oh wow and she started recommending shows first that were interesting and then they would touch upon things like drug abuse and talk about Game of Thrones and really random wow, topics. And I was yeah. like, Aji's cool, you know? I get that. My mom is like 83 and she like binge watched all of Breaking Bad. I'm yeah. like, what <laughs> is happening? You're like, yeah. are they cooler than us? And the like, what's is, going so on? She tells me she goes and then she called my my husband and she's like, Beta, they're not letting me watch the next season. And yeah. she was talking about Better Call Saul. Oh and they, and she's, he's telling her that they haven't finished shooting it yet. He's like, yeah. well, how's that possible? It's from the past. So she's the concept of that is the flashback. Yeah, the flashback. It was so amazing. So then That's what was amazing. your first piece of content with her like? So my first piece of content with her, it, it basically was, I saw her react to things interestingly and I'm like, hmm. Let me do something a little bit hutke, right? Mm. So I was like, Aji, are you okay with watching something a little bit different? And she's like, ha ha, chaliga. So I just literally, if you watch that first video, the yeah. framing is also terrible because I just put my phone there just for fun. Yeah. And I, I sat down with her and I had her watch the music videos of WAP and Anaconda. Oh, wow. 
Which, Amazing. Okay. Which at first I just honestly thought would be fun and interesting discussion. You yeah. know, I thought I'd get a laugh out of it, and it turned into a conversation about objectification, wow. gender empowerment, and just talking about our bodies, right? And see, for my grandma, given the fact that she's a doctor, the words penis, vagina are not, not so whole high down yeah. words, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was. She's like, she, for example, at the beginning of the week, she's like, "What is WAP?" And I was like, "Wet ass pussy." And then she's like. <laughs> Meaning, so I was like, you know, when the vagina area becomes wet, when amazing, she's like, haha, ticket, like cool, makes sense. Yeah, makes that's sense. amazing. Well, Aji, that's props to you, man. That's amazing. Oh yeah, and it, it, I realized there was so much knowledge and wisdom there that True, yeah. deserved to be seen. And you know, after I put that out, and after people started reacting to it in a way where they were like, how is it possible that this it was skipping a generation and having this conversation, right? Yeah. So we then started making videos talking about. Sex and consent and periods and several、yeah. other things and、um, so Aji now she so she calls them programs right、oh, yes、um, of course they're like programs yeah、um, she whenever I'm with her I'll show her the comments and things she's also very chill with dealing with hate really yeah I mean it doesn't it's never directed toward her it's directed、yeah. toward me yeah it's like how can you begotify your grandmother you know、And、what does she say to that <laughs> she's like these people need education amazing. <laughs> That's such a great way to handle the trolls too.、Yeah. Absolutely, and she、yeah. loves it, and she, you know, she thinks that she now has several adopted grandchildren on the internet. <laughs> How sweet is that? That's amazing.、Yeah. That's what's so incredible about it, is that there is、uh, a wealth of knowledge, like you said,、Absolutely. and there is such again, it comes back to authenticity, a unique voice, somebody、Absolutely. that we can relate to, and all of us have that grandparent that we want to connect、For、with.、Sure. And I'm pretty sure you've also opened up conversations with other, you know, with so many Gen Z who are like,、Absolutely. "Well, let me ask my grandmother." Absolutely,、this. it's very interesting because when I talk about things,、um, it for them feels like an older sister figure, right? So、yeah. they can go and you know consume it, but it may or may not be something they can show their parents because their parents、yeah. might be like, "Okay, but she's Western educated, young. Like, what does she know?" The second it's a dadi, no matter whose dadi it is, it's fine. Everyone's like authority. <laughs> So so true. That's so incredible. I think that's and that's what's so fascinating about it is that we're also willing to have those conversations. And another conversation just reminded me of my mom. She because she was watching Game of Thrones and、yeah. she's like, now you know the problem is I can't watch Game of Thrones when the maid is there、mm. because she'll wonder what I'm watching. So she's now facing like some of the similar, you know, ick factor feelings that we have. Like if you、Absolutely. happen to be watching something on a plane and something's sitting next to you, and I think that kind of makes the world more comforting and smaller that we have,、Absolutely. you know, that similar experience. And what I really like about your content is that you are carrying on a narrative of women's empowerment and talking about sexuality, not just on Women's Day, but every day, which、of、is、course. something that I really feel we need to do more of.、Uh, but we actually asked our Good Creator Co community for questions for you, and we、Lovely. have a few. So somebody wanted to know from you. Since you're an actor, a singer, and a creator, and as you were talking about, you know how brands always like to work with someone who has a niche, who's、sure. niche specific. Has it、um, affected you, or are you able to make it work? And how do you pitch yourself to brands? That's a great question.、Um, I think that even if you do see, we all have altitudes, right?、Yes. And we all are interdisciplinary, and we we have the ability to do many things. Whether we share that or not is a different question. Yeah. For example, when I release a song, for a lot of artists. The song's out in the world; it may get its plays, and that's the work is done. For me, that's when the work starts. Starts, yeah. Even though there's been so much work that's gone into the creation of the song.、Yeah. Um, for example, we released a song called "Suntolo" two years ago, which is about mental health. Yeah. But it's really a song about feeling like you're feeling heard and seen, right? And preemptively, we partnered with 50 different mental health organizations. Wow. Because we knew that there would be people who might have related to the song or the music video and would share their experiences, and we wanted to make sure they had help. 
So we partnered with these organizations to provide free or subsidized care, um, and they continue to. So if you, you know, we have like a stories highlight on my Instagram page, and if you reach out to any of them saying Suntolo, they will help you out. How cool. Um, and so, you know, in, in ways yeah. like that, it becomes all part of it, right? Even the, I have a theater background, but even the acting part of it mm. comes through with the music videos, with other projects. I get the question and the, and the niche, but I think that comes when your niche is based in just an art form. Mm. I think if you are a, for lack of a better word, personality-based creator, yeah. right? And I think that's what being an artist has helped me with, is it's all about you and that projection, whatever that might mean. For some people, like a Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's real name is Stephanie, right? But Lady Gaga is the persona. Person, yeah. For me, the person and persona are very blended together. So sometimes it's very hard for yeah. me to separate, yeah. which is great in some ways and in other ways can really affect your mental health when you have of to deal course. with difficult yeah, you know, situations. situations yeah. um, but I think that even when you talk about multiple things, even when you do multiple things, there's a few things that people know um, you are known for and or your audience becomes of a particular nature, right? right. So my audience, for example, is tends to be younger. Yeah. They are generally below 30. Yeah. Um, a lot are teenagers, a lot are young adults. Yeah. And interestingly, it's a fair split between men and women oh, and nice. several genders. I used to find this fascinating, but a lot of young men today are feminists. Yes. Care very deeply about periods, menstruation, gender equity, yeah. and often feel like a lot of male role models they have project this sense of toxic masculinity they're trying to run away from. Yeah. So they find comfort in that. And then I, I think that's beautiful about our culture, right? Because we feel this sense of apnapan with yeah. people and we yeah. immediately put a family name onto someone. You immediately call someone auntie, you call someone bibi, you call someone, and that's coming from a place of wanting to feel more deeply connected with them. You know, I was just talking to Sona Mahapatra today. She's come up with a great song called Roti Machine, oh, which is like gender, you know, busting. And it's you, you must connect with her. In fact, I'll connect yes. both of you. I think you would just really value each other's opinion on this Absolutely. and I think it's so interesting this insight that you've come up with so how did you find out about this male audience of positive masculinity do they dm you or how do you even interact with them so in a couple ways one we have a discord server um right. and you know I, what I love about discord is that you're able to just jump into voice calls talk with people yeah. um so sometimes I'll creep on the server and I'll hear people just on their own unprompted we do events but unprompted having conversations about gender gender wow and a lot of it's led by men well let's just quickly right? unpack what discord is for everyone in case Absolutely. they don't know so just just can you tell us briefly what discord is the way i would describe discord is it's it's a community platform mm -hmm. um interface wise it's like slack, slack for yeah. people who are familiar with that business yeah. tool it's almost like whatsapp threads in a exactly. sense exactly yeah. the way i describe it as usability it's whatsapp meets reddit yeah. meets clubhouse Nice. Right? Yep. So it's WhatsApp in the sense that you can just chat about a bunch of stuff. It's like a massive group chat. Yeah. Reddit where you have the subthreads. And Clubhouse because you have these audio features where you can host events, get on calls, you know, those types of things. And it's a beautiful space. Um, I started it, it's been almost two years, and a few of my friends who were gamers had servers, right? Right. And they were like, you know what, Avanti, you will enjoy this because it's all about community and that's what you care about. Yeah. And I was very lost while building this server. Of course. But the beauty is it's also peer-run platform. Yep. So all of the moderators on our server are from the community itself. They're all, I want to say, between the ages of 17 and 20. Amazing. Um, and, and the beautiful part, whether, whether it's that or whether it's anything else, like you were saying, how did I find out? I would say... A majority of our fan pages yeah. are run by young boys. Amazing. I recently, I was in Delhi um, for work and I was at an event. That wasn't even my event. I just had posted about it and someone showed up. And this young man, he was 18 years old. 
um, from Haryana, he shows up and he's someone who has commented everywhere, messaged. So I knew once so he knew. told me, yeah. right? Um, it was very kind. He wrote me a five page letter wow. talking about how the music, how whatever has, has impacted, impacted him. him. Mm. He even, I'm obsessed with cheesecake. At the end, he's like, I'm sorry I couldn't find cheesecake, but I know you love carrots. So I hand made you gajar halva. Like how he amazing. gave me gajar halva. Oh. And part of the letter was talking about how. Um, He's surrounded by, I think his family is from Haryana and, mm. you know, he's surrounded by more traditional patriarchal structures, right. which he wants to fight against, especially given he has a sister and it's important mm. for him to create that change at home yeah. and how some of the things we talk about have helped his mindset and have helped him shape those conversations at home. That's crazy. Which just honestly made and me cry. How, how old is he? <laughs> he? Like he turned 18 the next day when That's he met me. incredible. What a great birthday gift for him though. I know. <laughs> that's the amazing thing about social media. You don't even realize the impact you have. Absolutely. And of course, we all talk about the toxic side and the negative side. But I think there's so much value in what, you know, making, Absolutely. like you said, democratizing it and the accessibility, which just is mind blowing. And and that's why I also think it's amazing that, you know, you talked about all your experiences and, you know, moving here. And, you know, you were, you were always very open about your relationship. Yeah. And what made you take the decision to even talk about your breakup? Because that must have been so hard, especially with like the whole world watching and commenting. Yeah, it was. It was interesting, um, you know, for context, if someone doesn't know, mm. I was in a relationship for six plus years. Um, and I had been open about that relationship for a couple years, right? Um, he had made his debut in, my, in one of my music videos, Instagram right. debut or whatever you yeah. want to call it, right? Yeah. And um, I knew that I had to address it at some point. I had had friends in the industry who had had breakups, of course, and mm. either had addressed it by just saying, this has ended and that's and it, that's it yeah. or had not addressed it. And unfortunately, they were harassed for months. Really? Every single video of theirs had comments being like, where is this person? You haven't given us answers as if people demanded a right to and know. And for what reason? And for yeah. what reason, yeah. right? So one aspect was that. But the other aspect was the past two years, I've spent every single day talking to a camera. And yeah. so this has become my form of catharsis. Along with music, you know, um, my recent album, Quarter Life Crisis, is about the messiness of your 20s. Yeah. There are two or three heartbreak songs on it because yeah. that was my well, form going of through, catharsis, of right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was interesting because I, I remember it, the breakup itself happened last March um, and I shared online in May. I needed almost two months to process it personally, you know, yeah, of course. and I had reached out to some people and let them know before, uh, mm. before I shared online, just like, hey, this has happened. But for example, I was performing a ton then and every everywhere I would go, people would be like, oh my God, how is he? How is Deju? And then this? you have to like pretend. You have to pretend. And it became rough, really yeah. hard. Mm. And when I shared, um, I shared in the form of a few video snippets. Yeah. What I had personally done was I had video journaled every week. I saw that. So it was like, you know, you had, then you, you pulled out some I of pulled that out some of that. Yeah. Those journals are three hours long. <laughs> I pulled out like 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because the reception was varied. Mm. Um, there were, the, I remember the day I shared, there were 10,000 DMs I got. Like, I'm not oh, even joking. Wow. My, I'm still responding to what some were, of them. What were they saying? So many people were sharing their stories of grief, heartbreak, mm. vulnerability. And for a lot of people in our cultural yeah. context, they had to go through heartbreak alone when people didn't even know they were in relationships. Oh, wow. You know, so for them seeing, I had filmed myself the day after and yeah. I was a mess. A mess. Um, yeah, and, and for them, I guess, seeing that validated how they how had they felt, felt yeah. at that time. And then, of course, there was the underworld where I was on every meme page, every roast page, every reaction page. Mm. It was trending on Twitter. It was a whole mm. situation. Um, and that's when the person persona became really difficult, right? Right. Because in the past, I have been trolled. Of course, I talk about sex sure. on the internet. Naturally, I'm going to be trolled. But when yeah. somebody says something 
negative about that, it only pushes me to talk about it more. more yeah. In this case, it felt like an attack on me. Yeah. Even though I know it's not right. Sure. Um, and it was it was very interesting because, of course, the most interesting thing to me actually was when I released um, a couple songs. When I released my song "Give Up" around the same time, there was all this conversation on the music video. People being like, "Oh my God." This bitch monetized her breakup or whatever, right? And people were saying, "So you have no problem with international artists talking? You're about like it. Yeah. Taylor, Stan, Olivia, yeah. this people were like she's exactly like those, you know, people yeah. Taylor and Olivia." I'm like, "Is that meant to be a diss?" Diss, yeah. And it was very interesting. It became this whole conversation around um, what you are and what you aren't, and mm. what's allowed in the in India versus the West. And what I've come to the realization is, in India, we love. We love emotion. Yes, emotion sells. Emotion drives us. But we're so used to seeing emotion in the context of like Arijit sings about heartbreak all the time. However, we're used to seeing it in the context of film, yes, fantasy, or constructed reality on reality TV. Right. We are not used to seeing it where somebody has control over their own platform and yeah. their voice. Yeah, and and speak like talking about a genuine experience. Absolutely, of it. and that's not a people. version that people are okay with. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now that you. You're on the other side of this and talking about things so authentically and so vulnerably. Was there anything you would have done differently now that you've gone through the 10,000 DMs? Yes and no. I'm sure. I mean, I am a very different person today than I was yeah. back then, right? I think these experiences change a lot of who you are. Sure. Um, for the better, often, yeah. and also for the worse. But that's more in dealing with your emotions. So, if I had to do it today, sure, I would have approached it differently. But at the time. Had I, I could have changed anything, and people would have still had the same had reaction. Had said something, you know. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, everyone has opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Right? So <laughs> yeah. you might as well just go through life, yeah. um, not focusing on that. I'm, I'm not saying to not focus on feedback, right? Because feedback is important. important. Constructive, Constructive criticism yeah. is important. Yeah. But not let other voices get into you and who you are, because mm. then you're pandering to, and you're, you're you're not authentic when you're pandering to voices, yeah. right? Um, you have to first listen to your internal voice, then ideally your team, if you have a solid team around you, and then yeah. whomever you consider a well-wisher. And sometimes you may have differences, right? For example, um, when all this was happening, my parents are some of my biggest well-wishers, but this was a confusing time for them as well. Sure. Because there was so much going on for yeah. them emotionally too, yeah. right? Um, so it was hard to to rely on them in the same way. And how did they feel about you talking about it publicly? The I think I broke the ice with them a year or two prior when I started talking openly about, you know, sex and sexual yeah, health. Yeah. I remember when conversation with my mom when I'd started talking about that, right? She was comfortable with me talking about it because she understood the importance of education. Yeah. But I remember, you know, her some people in her life had reached out saying, "What is your daughter doing?" doing. all of that. Sure. And naturally she got, you know, a little yeah. bit concerned. And um, I remember telling her so so her her thing to me at the time was it's okay to talk about these things, but why do you have to mention that you have had sex? Mm. Right? And I was like, "Totally fair." However, I am not a doctor, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a professor or a lecturer. I'm someone who is also speaking from authentic experience. experience yeah. Am I detailing all my sexual encounters? Absolutely not. Sure. But in the same way as you know, if somebody is talking about their experience with wearing a certain kind of item, yeah, you kind of have to validate, like, hey, I've been there. Yeah. And, and this is my experience. This is my experience. And then X Y Z. I do have a. I studied psychology and global health. I yeah. focused a lot on sexual health in college. Yeah. I do also have an educational background in that space. But that doesn't matter. In these mediums, it's all about that connection, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember her feeling a little uncomfortable with it, and I, I said to her, "It's like I recognize that this makes you uncomfortable, and I'm so sorry. But I currently feel comfortable making you uncomfortable because I recognize the bigger impact." Wow. And it was it was hard for a bit 
But then there were other people who would be like, oh my God, especially her generation and older, you know, um, people who'd say, wow, I wish I had a voice like this when I was growing up. And so then it filled her with a sense of, you know. (laughs) That's amazing. And and, and I would love to know what was Aji's whole take on on all of it. I'm talking about it, about the relationship and, you know, because again, she's a whole generation above. Absolutely. Interestingly, I would say my, my grandparents were more accepting of my relationship initially than my parents were. Really? Because all my grandparents, um, had love marriages. Oh, wow. You know, and so for them... And your parents had an arranged marriage? They had like a arranged slash introduced whatever it was. Um, So interestingly, I think for for them, they were the first to accept it in my family when I was, you know, six, seven years ago. And then when I was talking about it, oh, they were totally fine, you know, in the sense, of course, they had questions, but they were totally fine because it was headed in the direction of whatever end game means, right? Sure. Um, I think when it ended... Now, Aji's been dealing with... um, She, she just got diagnosed with Alzheimer's recently. Oh, I'm and sorry. Yeah. Thank you. And so for her, we're trying not to remind her of certain things. Um, oh, sure, so that's yeah. not a conversation, conversation we have right yeah. now. Yeah. But generally, I remember when when the relationship ended, she was she was very much like when she found out the reasons, um, she's like, well, got to move forward, got to move on. It's not worth it anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And I appreciate. I think the that. interesting thing about social media also is that it kind of is this. document and sort of like a a visual digital diary of your whole experiences absolutely and I wonder like how tempting is it or how much do you feel like okay now I need to erase something from my mind Mm. how much do you go back and remove things did you feel the need to remove stuff that's a really good question so many people were like why don't you remove this whatever right Um, I removed certain things. For example, I had a playlist of our videos on YouTube. Mm, I removed the playlist. Yeah. But the videos themselves still exist because to me, like you said, they're a documentation of yeah. that moment in time. And they all happen. Yeah. They, it all happen. And while um, the ending of the relationship was hard, I don't have bitterness over the fact that it happened. happened yeah. Because I am so grateful for that person in my yeah. life. You know, no matter who comes into your life, relationship, friendship, whatever, Um, I've had many professional situations that have ended. Yeah. I'm grateful for all of all them. All of them, yeah. Because they're all chapters. They've all taught you who you are um, and, and and made you into the person you are today. You yeah. know? So I don't regret any of it. The, the reason I'm asking all of this is because the people yeah. who are listening today, I'm sure struggle with some of this Absolutely. as well. And like you said, you know, you talk so much about mental health as well. And and all of this has such a big part to play. And I'm sure there's people who are, you know, struggling with the idea of, okay, how much should I talk about something? Yeah. And I don't know if there's a, a formula or, or a way to follow, you know? Yeah. So what, what would your advice be to the Gen Z who might be going <laughs> through something? Uh, does it help to share on digital platforms or does it depend on their personality? What would your take be? I think it really depends on how much you're willing to, um, because you have to recognize anything you put out there becomes public knowledge and mm. public discussion. So if you think you can handle that, Great. If you think you can't, you don't have to. There's no sure. rule book that you do or you don't. There's many successful folks who you don't know anything about their private life. And there is many for whom you know a lot about their private life. And it's just a choice. Interestingly, again, this was a music industry versus creator industry decision. Folks in the music industry had advised me, typically men, um, to not talk about my relationship. At all. Yeah, At because all, you're, less, right? you're less desirable. Exactly. You're, you're less desirable. Yeah. And, you know, I waited... about four-ish years to mm. talk about the relationship. And then I felt like I was hiding a huge part of myself, yeah, right? for sure. Even when I would talk about the meaning behind my songs, I would come up with a vague meaning. I'm like, this is bullshit, right? Yeah. There's a person in my life who has inspired some of these. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I felt comfortable enough talking about it because at that moment I was like, I'm not catering to the male gaze. Mm. I'm, And you have, to, you have to kind of think, who is your... See, from a business perspective, you can call it target audience, you know, um, likely customer. From a human perspective, just who do you think you will most likely speak to? Yeah. So for me at the time, this was at the end of 2020, 
um, I thought that most likely I would speak to teenage girls. Sure. Because I felt like I was, at the time I was 22, I was just mm. a little bit older than them. Yeah. Um, and, and you're singing songs they resonate with. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know what? For them, seeing that somebody is in a healthy relationship, talking about these things yeah. that I had, you know, because we were in an intercultural relationship and you know this having been of in an course. interfaith and all yeah. of these types of situations, it just helps to know that you're not alone. Yeah. Right? So talking about those things, it, it helped me personally process. Yeah. Whenever you share your story, I feel like it's catharsis for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it was very interesting because then I was like, I'm not focusing on the male gaze. If other people, if, if there are men who are around people of different genders, great for them. They're welcome to come along for the ride, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not targeting them or I'm not catering to their gaze or needs. Mm-hmm. And that was very freeing. Yeah. You know, I think that if we cater to, because for a lot of people starting out, they think that the biggest metric is views. Yes. Uh, and while, of course, that's baseline at some point important, that it should not ever be the biggest metric. No. You should always be proud of everything that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something, of course, there's things that I cringe on now, like my early songs, I'm like, I need to re-record them or whatever, <laughs> right? Um, but that's a snapshot of who I was in that moment in time. And I think that um, you should feel proud of your journey. Right. And so if you're just catering to there's several things one can do for just views. But even from a brand perspective, back to your business question earlier, brands value so much more people who have an engaged community. Absolutely. And they know exactly who they're speaking to, Mm. whether it's in a niche or not, then they do baseline views. Because what are they going to do with random fire and butt peach emojis? You know what I mean? So true. And I think that's where the real value is. It's not about the number of likes. And that's what, like, I'm actually writing my second book under the influence on this topic, Absolutely. which is about unseeing the numbers and seeing the people behind it, which I think is, is so valuable. Now, it would be it would be completely criminal of me not to ask you to sing a couple of lines of one of your songs, ah. something that you're <laughs> feeling right now that you'd like to hmm. share. <clears throat> Let me think what is most, what 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 are you feeling right now? And we'll see if there I is will, a... Hmm, interesting. I guess something about maybe <clears throat> something about looking forward, your frame of mind right now, or, or hmm. anything that you feel like works for all the creators out there who are trying to find their way. We're trying to find their way. Um, oh. There is a song uh, on on the album that I wrote, interestingly, many years ago. Okay. It's called Lights, Camera, Action. Oh, nice. And I wrote it from the perspective of being a performer. Um, but it's funny because the words came true now. It, wow. In some sense. So, for example, the second verse is, do you want a taste of fame? Want to play the game? Think it's fun when everybody knows your name? Maybe, I guess we'll see. But if everyone is watching me, I could lose my focus. Wow. Right? And it's about how it might seem really glamorous to have people's eyes on you stage. All the time, yeah. But some days you just want to hide. Yeah, of course. And it's about, and we all face that because we are always putting on a mask no matter yes. where we are in the world, Absolutely. right? Um, and so it's a little bit about that. I can I can just freeload, Go sing for it, it, or I, I can think that sounds bring, absolutely okay, fine. perfect. Um, might as well sing this verse because that's... <clears throat> Wanna taste of fame, wanna play the game Think it's fun when everybody knows your name, maybe I guess we'll see, but if everybody is watching me I could lose my focus Is it obvious? Hope that nobody notices Wait to the audience Ooh, 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 ooh. Lights, camera, action. Put on a mask and put up a fight. But is it written in my eyes that someday I just wanna hide? 
that some days I just wanna hide. That's amazing. Oh, that really brought my worlds together too. From being a RJ to a creator, it's really nice to have that blend. Thank you so much, Avanti. This of was course. beautiful, and thank, thank you for you. being so honest and vulnerable and sharing. And as as I knew you would be, and you did not disappoint. A little bit of um, stuff that it can help you put on that face when you need to, <laughs> <laughs> or just for fun. Oh, just for fun. So sweet. It's from My Glam. Yes, Amazing. it's Manish Malozra's collection. Beautiful stuff. Love Thank it. you so much for being here today. Well, M. Mamani. M. M. I love it. It's all, it all works <laughs> out. Uh, a last word, a message to all the aspiring creators, the brands, everyone who's listening. Um, don't let anybody tell you that you are too XYZ to do anything, right? Um, they might tell you you're too much of, you're too loud. You're a woman. You are this. You are that. You're from XYZ background. No. Everyone deserves a right to a voice. Everyone deserves a right to a platform. And you have that, so own it. And um, and the other thing I will say is, please, collaboration over competition. There is space for each and every person in this world. And if we feel, if you start to find yourself feeling jealous of someone, redirect that energy by feeling inspired. What is it that's making you feel jealous? That's probably something you feel like either you lack. Um, so how can you feel inspired by what it is at the moment? Absolutely. That's you know. so true. I love that. Collaboration over competition always. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode. Make sure you leave a comment and share this magical conversation because I really enjoyed it. Bye.